0: Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. We're so thankful to have this opportunity to be with you each day right here in Search the Scriptures and open up God's Word and study a little bit further. And our prayer is that as you continue to learn God's Word more fully and in a deeper way, that you are making the proper applications to to your life. We pray that your faith is growing stronger and deeper and richer, fuller. And that ultimately, your faith will lead you to want to come to God all the way, his way, through Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior and God's Son. Repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ and in God, and openly surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross so long ago will cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. And as Jesus said to Nicodemus, must happen, you will be born again spiritually. As the Apostle Paul said will happen, you will be made new. You will become a new creation spiritually, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. And so you will get that new start on life, literally from a spiritual perspective, a do-over if you would. How great is that? Our prayers truly are with you and they are for you. Now we encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can. You can do that by encouraging them to go to our website at churchofchrist.com. Churchofchrist.com. And scroll down the home page to the podcast button. Tell them to click on that. It'll only take them about one minute, literally, to sign up for our podcasting. Now, I emphasize that is free, and it will always be free. And we're not going to put you on a list we're not going to hound you for money or anything that's not how we operate that's not how we understand the scriptures to guide us as to reaching out with the gospel of jesus christ we're not interested in your wallet we're interested in your soul so encourage them to sign up for our podcasting, and you can do that too, by the way, and then they will automatically receive all of these radio programs to their smart device, whichever one they choose, their smartphone, their computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever it might be. Automatically, these programs will go every day to their to their smart device, and they'll get a whole lot more. They'll receive all of our sermons regularly, all of our Bible classes, including a great daily, seven days a week, short study from God's Word, about 12 minutes a day, called Today's Bible Class. Very pertinent materials there. All of this will automatically go to their smart device, and it will always be free. Now, we encourage you also, if you would like to study God's Word further, have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready. At the end of the program, we'll tell you how to contact us, as we always do. Jot down that information, and then contact us. Ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. It is absolutely free. We send it out through the regular postal mail. We take care of the postage. It'll teach you the basics of Christianity, how to become a Christian, how to be saved, to be forgiven, how to be a Christian afterwards, your relationship with the church, and so on. All of that, again, free easy to understand right from the scriptures you can also receive a copy of today's program or any of the programs on search the scriptures on cd for free again just for the asking and we'll take care of the postage so jot down that information at the end of the program and then contact us and take advantage of those offers we're going to get back into our study we asked the first question and we dealt with the answer in detail. And the first question was, what does it really mean to believe in Jesus? And we saw, looking at numerous text of scripture after text of scripture, numerous texts of scripture, we saw that it's not just believing intellectually. That's not what real New Testament saving faith is, but it is our belief put into action through obedience and then an ongoing lifestyle of dedication and service along with obedience. Jesus said, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. Obedience goes along with it. Now, remember what the Hebrews writer said. Using Jesus as our example in Hebrews chapter 5 verses 8 and 9, though he, that is Jesus, were a son, the Son of God, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. Jesus learned obedience? Absolutely. Did he need to learn obedience? Absolutely not. He's God the Son. But we needed to see the importance of obedience in our lives, and so as Jesus lived in human form on this earth, he went through that process himself, learning obedience through the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, the text goes on to say, he became the author or source of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Obedience. Belief put into action through obedience. That's what real New Testament saving faith is. Now, let's look at our second question. First What does it mean to really believe in Jesus? Second question, what does it mean to come to Jesus? In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Jesus issued what we call the great invitation. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus says, "Come to me." That's the great invitation. Now why would he say, "Come to me?" Well, at the night of his betrayal, he told the apostles, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me or through me." So if we want to come to God for salvation, we've got to come through Jesus as God's son and our Lord and Savior. We must come to him. And so Jesus issued that great invitation, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now the rest he's talking about obviously is not a rest physically, not the idea of taking a nap or getting a good night's sleep, he's talking about spiritual rest. He's, al- he's talking ultimately about eternal life, eternal rest in heaven with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now, how is it that we could lose that rest? Well, in other words, how is it that we could lose what Jesus offers us there And ultimately, that rest is from a spiritual perspective, and it's talking about eternal life with him and God the Father and God the Holy Spirit in heaven for all of eternity. We look at Hebrews chapter 3, beginning with verse 17, and here we read, Now with whom was he angry forty years? Well, this is a reference back to the children of Israel in the wilderness wanderings, and God bringing judgment upon them for their weak faith, and sometimes perhaps lack of faith. With whom was he angry forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Now, wait a minute. How how could a person lose the rest that Jesus offers? That eternal rest, that salvation, that home in heaven, eternal life with God the Son, God the Father, and God the Holy Spirit in heaven? To whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? but to those who did not obey. Obedience again. As we saw when we were answering that question, what does it really mean to believe in Jesus? We saw that obedience is central to really believing in Jesus, to real New Testament saving faith in our Lord and Savior. Obedience is central to that. It goes with believing. When we're talking about and trying to answer the question what does it mean to come to jesus well we see again we're talking about not just uttering a statement jesus i come to you but it is a life of obedience coming to him in obedience and then living obediently before him for the rest of our lives When we look at that great invitation again in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, now notice that Jesus stated some specifics in that invitation. He said, come to me, come to me. Now to come to him is an active act on our part. We can't stay where we are and come to Jesus. It requires action on our part come to me he said all you who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest then he says take my yoke upon you and learn from me what is a yoke it was a harnessing apparatus that connected two animals together pulling a wagon or a cart or some heavy load Typically, we would think of two oxen being yoked together in this harness. Take my yoke upon you. That indicates the imagery there is an idea of action on our part. Commitment. Active following, actively following Jesus. Take my yoke upon you. So it's going to require something active on my part, to come to Jesus. Now, the idea here is the idea of service and dedication, obedience. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So we've got to keep on learning, keep on studying his word. Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, be diligent, that's a strong word, be diligent, to present yourself approved unto God, a worker A worker, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth or understanding and handling it and applying it correctly. But notice, a worker, active again, take my yoke upon you. Those oxen pulled that cart, pulled that wagon, pulled that heavy load. Active dedicated, serving, working. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And again, he's talking about eternal rest. He's talking about a home in heaven. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, those are two more expressions yoke we've already seen but he says my yoke is easy but he doesn't say it is non-existent it is a yoke my yoke is easy and my burden is light now we can take upon us the yoke god will see us through whatever it is that we need to do in actively obediently serving our lord and savior jesus christ but there's a burden a natural burden but the burden is light but it's still a burden it's still, again, something that we have to actively put ourselves involved in in order to do. It's something active on our part. Remember that word worker in 2 Timothy chapter 2 in verse 15? You cannot get away from that word. Actively coming to Jesus is a response to an invitation that requires on our part something active come to me i will give you rest take my yoke upon you learn from me for my yoke is easy my burden is light but the yoke is still there the burden is still there both of those indicate communicate active service active response on our part and obedience is certainly a big part of that. Again, Hebrews 5, verses 8 and 9, he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author or source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Obedience again. Now, let's go back to Matthew chapter 8 and further learn this understanding that goes with following Jesus or coming to Jesus. In Matthew chapter 8 and verse 22, Jesus said this, Follow me. Again, that's active on our part. It's not passive. We can't sit on our, on our, our, on our pants and, and say, okay, I'm following Jesus. I'm not doing anything, but I'm still following him. I believe in him, but I'm, and I'm still following him, but I'm not doing anything. No, it's active. Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Now, we don't want to be among those who are classified as being dead, do we? We want to follow Jesus. We truly do. Now, Jesus also said that we need to take up our cross and follow him. We need to take up our cross and follow him. That is active once again. When we look at Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24, Jesus said to his disciples, his followers, if anyone desires to come after me, then what did he say? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross And follow me. Take up his cross. That would indicate again, and that goes along with that idea when he says my burden is light. My yoke is easy. We're going to bear some responsibility here. The idea is a load. Take up my cross. The imagery would quickly come to our mind where Jesus bore his cross partway to Golgotha before he collapsed under its weight having been beaten brutally with the scourge whip before he was before he had that cross placed upon his shoulder. Remember that Simon of Cyrene had to finish carrying that cross the rest of the way to the to, to Golgotha. But Jesus bore that cross part of the way and then collapsed under its weight. Well he says anyone who's going to come after me needs to take up his cross and follow me. And then in Mark chapter 8, Mark chapter 8. And we look here at verse tw- uh, at verse 34. Again we read Jesus speaking, "Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me." And then in the 10th chapter of Mark, Mark chapter 10, and verse 21. And we read similarly. Now how many times is this is this that we read this? One thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you, you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, take up your the cross and follow me. Three times we've read that now. But let's look at Luke chapter nine and verse twenty three. This is not a temporary responsibility or a temporary burden or yoke that we bear. In Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, we read this, again, Jesus speaking. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily, daily, and follow me. Christianity is not a sprint. The Christian lifestyle is a marathon. It goes along with what Jesus said in Revelation 2 and verse 10. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. It's every day for the rest of our lives. Now, what is the cross that Jesus is talking about? Well, for different people, it may be evidenced or expressed in different specific ways. But basically, it's the idea, again, of whatever service, whatever dedication. Certainly obedience is part of that. On an ongoing basis, I will follow my Lord through his teachings obediently and consistently. But I'm going to serve him actively. I'm going to be dedicated. I'm going to be active in my Christian life, serving my Lord, and that's the cross that we bear. Now, for some people, it may have to do with helping poor people, among other things. For other people, it may be teaching a Bible class, among other things. For some people, it may be helping a, a, a neighbor or a loved one who cannot take care of themselves completely, among other things. But probably it's not going to be just one singular act or action that is going to be identified as our particular individual cross that we must bear. And we should not look at it as a negative at all. It's part of our Christian life. It's part of who we are and what we are. And part of the blessing of being a Christian that we can help that light of Christ shine through our lives before a world that is lost and caught up in the darkness of sinfulness and wickedness and evil matthew chapter 5 verses 13 through 16. we're blessed to be able to serve our lord remember what jesus said the son of man has not come to be served but to serve there's our example again what is service active dedication Active dedication. And within that active dedication from the Lord ourselves was obedience to God the Father, his will. Jesus fulfilled the will of the Father through his ministry on this earth, going all the way up to and including dying on that cross. Now, so if we're going to follow him, we must take up our cross daily and follow him whatever we need to do we need to be active dedicated obedient working christians because that is central to our coming to jesus let's pray together father thank you for blessing us to be able to serve you actively obediently, and even working in your kingdom. Thank you for blessing us to be able to do these things, for blessing us with talents through which we can serve you. Please guide us to do so humbly and joyfully. Help us to be the Christians you want us to be. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.